from Studio 19, it's the Chuck Wagon. And here's your Wagon Master, Chuck. Hey everyone, just figured we'd have a nice day, talk about our films a little bit. So the world's gonna screw you, but it's good to know that you always have a place where you can come and talk it out. Yeah! Sorry about that. <laughs> oh man, that one got me. I so I like I explained in episode two. Um, it's just a new thing. Jake and I decided to do is he's just gonna play some music. I, I didn't know what it was gonna be before, and I just had to react to it. I, I was definitely getting a Nickelback sort of feel from that. Maybe a little Shine Down, something like that, um, which explains the gravelly yeah at the end. But uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for coming on in and listening to episode three. Uh, I was actually just thinking about this. It's really cool. I, I can't believe we're three episodes deep already because I had tossed around the idea of potentially trying to do a podcast someday. But like I explained in episode one, and as some listeners know, it was kind of an impulsive decision. I made a decision on a Wednesday night at dinner to make a podcast, and <clears throat> we released it the next day. Um, I, I didn't even know what I was going to do in terms of producing it or whatever. But I did know that I had my buddy Jake, who's a, is a ride or die sort of bro. And I knew I'd, if I asked him, he would, he would do this. And so it's, it's been really fun. So thanks for listening. And uh, we're, we're actually doing better than I thought we would have. I mean, it's like, it's not like, it's not this, like this is some huge podcast. Um, but more people are actually listening to it than I thought. I just actually kind of realized how Trumpy that sort of sounds. It's like, we're doing really well. We're doing tremendously. It's going fantastic. We're polling really well. It's, it's not even that. It's just uh, we're ju- we're just grateful that it's it's, it's something, you know. Um, but anyways, we have a lot of stuff that we can discuss today. A lot of uh, it was kind of a slow news week in, in a way. I mean, it wasn't, but in terms of stuff that I would discuss here, it was a little bit slow. Um, I mean, there was like. The whole Oscars thing, like, we'll talk about that a little bit. And then, you know, Trump gave a speech and stuff. But, I, w- I mean, I was honestly, I was thinking about stuff, and I'm like, I don't, I don't even know what I'm going to talk about today. And then I realized that's exactly what it was, episode one. <laughs> I had no idea what I was going to talk about when I came in, and, and we just talked about a bunch of stuff, and it went all right. So Kevin Durant here is a big, big sports story right now because it's potentially shaking up the NBA. See, this is another thing where it's like, I, I literally just said that it was kind of a slow news week, and it really wasn't at all. Like, Kevin Durant's injury is huge in the world of particularly basketball, but also sports, quite frankly. And, I mean, Donald Trump gave a major speech. Uh, the Oscars happened. Like, a lot happened. So I don't really know what I was talking about when I said, oh, it's a slow news week. But, um, but anyways, Kevin Durant, uh, who is the, the star... Small forward. Okay, calling D- Kevin Durant a small forward is like, is like the Starbucks cup size thing. Like he's not small, at all. But whatever. But but it doesn't clearly in our world it doesn't matter. You can call people whatever. Like he, this guy's like seven feet tall and he's the small forward. But whatever. I, I don't want to get back into that because I'll just be irate and the show will tank. And so to get back to what I was talking about, seems like a long time ago now. Kevin Durant. Star small forward to the Golden State Warriors, the team that's kind of becoming the villain because they're so good or whatever. But a lot of the reason they're the villain is because Kevin Durant left the team he was on um, and came and played for them. And so 
he's gotten this big injury now, and it looks like he may be out for the remainder of the regular season. It's not confirmed yet, <clears throat> at least at the time of this recording. Um, and no one knows exactly what it's going to be, but it looks pretty serious. And like he's probably going to be out for at least the regular season. And I don't want to say this is karma, because that just sounds really bad. Like, ah, you got injured because... Because karma, take that, like, suck it. It's, I don't really want to say that. Um, but I kind of do, in a way, because Kevin Durant, it was a really crappy move, um, what he did by going to the Warriors. And now it's like, hmm, interesting. But I, I also realize, one reason I talk about sports usually kind of at the beginning of the show briefly, because I have a lot of listeners that don't, that aren't really into the sports thing. But this is actually a really interesting story. So, <clears throat> about what happened here. And I think by the time I'm, I'm going to tell you the story, um, and I think I think you'll agree with me about Kevin Durant by the end of the story, and I'll kind of recap what happened now when you have the context. But I'd like to tell you a little bedtime story. Once upon a time, there was a boy named Kevin Durant who lived in Oklahoma City. He'd lived there for many, many years, and he was well loved by all his family, his friends, and his teammates. Well, Kevin was a very successful young basketball player, and he had a great best friend on the team named Russell Westbrook, and together, they led their team to many a victory. Eventually, as time went by, Russell and Kevin played against a team called the Golden State Warriors, who the year before had won the NBA championship. Well, Kevin and Russell and the whole gang played so well, in fact, they had to win four out of seven games to make it to the NBA Finals. And they won three, while the Warriors only won one. However, in a turn of events, the Warriors ended up winning three games in a row and going to the NBA Finals. Kevin was very sad. So was Russell in the whole game. But like any hero, Kevin decided that he would stick around and he would fight with Russell and the whole team to win next year because that's what teammates do. Psych! Kevin went and played for the Golden State Warriors the next year, the team he lost to, in one of the crummiest moves in NBA history. And I don't care that it's maybe a good business decision for him, like it's better to get a ring maybe, and win a championship with Golden State. You don't do that. You don't lose to one team and then go join them the next year. That's low. So our friend Kevin made a very low move. I'm sorry, I might, I might sound kind of nasally today. I, I have a little bit of a head cold, so I'm going around like, Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Chuck Wagon. It's been really fun talking to you. Well, but sorry about that. It's that time of year, I guess. An American man from Colorado claims to be the rightful heir to the British throne. It's pretty zany. So the big story at the Oscars was that the names were read wrong and Moonlight, I mean, you've obviously heard about this, Moonlight really won Best Picture, but La La Land was given it first. To me, that's like completely on the Academy because they, they literally, they probably, they kind of looked, it seemed like they looked around and they were like, who are the most frail elderly people in this theater and then someone's like oh here they are would you like to speak to them and then the producer guy was like 
Yeah, I want them to read the most important card of the evening. The, the one that people care about the most. Out of, out of about three or four that people actually care about and watch, I want them to read the most important of those only three or four that people watch. And so they got this guy who's like a film legend or whatever. He's like, and the Oscar goes to... And he, and he's like he's like adjusting his glasses like he's just he's having a hard time, like he was struggling. And then is I think I guess it was his wife. It was some some like other elderly lady that was next to him and was like, oh yeah, no, do you, do you see what it says? And he's like, meh. He didn't do that. That was a fabrication. But he's he's still struggling. And then so she goes, la la land. And the whole crowd erupts, and it's like, oh, yeah, we kind of predicted this. This is a... <laughs> and then everyone's up on stage, and they're three, speech... they're three victory speeches deep. And then the guy... <laughs> the best part is the guy was giving a speech, and then he hears someone talking about it behind him. So he's like, we didn't win, by the way. Like, as if it was just another line in his speech. And then it's all cleared up. But it's like, it was, it was a disaster. Like, what a nightmare for them. But that's what happens when you pick, like the worst people to read it and no one like it's like what do you do you're watching him struggle like when you know what you know by the end you're watching it and you're like oh crap this guy something's about to go down because this guy has no idea what's written on that card he hasn't been able to see since 2002 and he's trying to figure out what this card says for one of the most important awards in all of cinema I don't want to say I was glad. I haven't seen Moonlight yet. I'm going to see it at some point. I've seen a lot of the movies that were nominated for the Oscars, but La La Land was very good. I, I wouldn't... I didn't think it deserved the Oscar. I would have given it to Fences, probably, for up to me. Lion was also really good. But, yeah, La La, La Land was, like, a very solid... It just definitely deserved best cinematography. I agreed with that one. But the thing that got me about La La Land while I was watching it is, like, Ryan Gosling is really interesting to me. Because people are like, oh, he's so handsome. He's so... He's just... He's so attractive. Just really attractive, man. And I mean, I, I don't think he's not, like, a good-looking guy. Which, by the way, actually, I'm gonna... I'm gonna go on a sidebar here. I'm about to talk about a man being good-looking. And I just want to say, people who... Like, guys who can't talk about other guys being good-looking are the ones who aren't comfortable with their own sexuality. So it's like, if you, if you, I'm, this is actually kind of a disclaimer to, to ladies. If there's a guy who can talk about other guys' looks without it being clear that they are into those guys' looks, that means that they're just a guy who's comfortable with their sexuality. It doesn't mean they're into dudes. And it, like, it's not weird. It's just that guy is comfortable enough in who he is to talk about someone of his same gender. So that's me right now. BT dubs. Ryan Gosling is like a good looking guy, but he, I, some people think he's like the living end. Like he's like so, so good. And, but to me, if I feel like if I were a woman, it, it, the voice would kind of throw me. Cause I realized during La La Land, I haven't actually seen that many Ryan Gosling movies, but he's like, Hey, I'm in the jazz. Yeah. It, it, he has this like Stewie Griffin type thing where <laughs> a little bit, like, especially when he's like, talking loudly about something, and some of you are going to be like, that's a really crappy Ryan Gosling impression. And I'm like, you know what, whatever, because it's not like I stood in the mirror and practiced my Ryan Gosling. I came here, and I started doing a Ryan Gosling impression. But he's like, even when he's singing that song, he's like, City of Stars. Like, hey, I like 
playing the piano and jazz in Los Angeles, and I kind of cut people out of my life because they don't like jazz. And that's me. And like, I just, I don't think, to me, if I were a woman, I'd be like, ah, I can't sit across from that at the dinner table for an hour and a half and then go for a walk afterward. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. But may, maybe some people can. And he's a, like, he seems like a cool guy. He's, he's funny. Uh, is like, you know, a good looking guy, talented or whatever. But the voice, man, I didn't, I didn't realize that. But anyways, I mean, he's done a lot more than I'll ever do. So that's cool. Um, something weird happened to me yesterday, or I guess it was a couple days ago now, but Jake was with me. I literally, okay, we, we were filling up the car with gas and then I started pulling out of the parking lot. And as I'm driving by, I'm like, Jake, that guy, there was a guy filling up next to us. I'm like, that guy looks exactly like me. And the thing is, I know Jake had been thinking about it because he was like, yeah, like, like right after I said it. And he probably didn't want to say anything because the guy was like, not very good looking, but like, so he, he probably didn't want to like offend me and be like, Hey dude, that guy looks like you. And I'd be like, well, shut up, man. That guy's fugly. Like, I don't No, I don't look like that. But since I confirmed it first, like it was cool. Um, but this, this guy, I was sitting, this is the first time in my life. I don't know if any of you have had this happen. This is the first time in my life where I saw someone. And for a brief moment, I questioned whether I was myself. Like I saw another human being. And for a second, I'm like, Oh crap, I'm over there. So who's this? Thinking. Like <laughs> and it was it was one of the weirdest things. This is a really weird week for me. A bunch of weird things happened. But that was like that was right near the top of the weirdness was just see it. and then we were at a stoplight because it was one of those gas stations that's on a corner. And so we're at the stoplight next to the gas station and I'm watching this guy and his profile was exactly the same as me. I've never because you know how some people are like Hey, that guy looks like you. Like, you'll be out and about, and that guy, they're like, oh, hey, look, that guy looks like you. And you're, like, blonde and 5'10", and then they point out someone who has, like, flaming red hair and is, like, 6'8", with, like, a missing leg, and they're like, oh, that guy looks, and you're like, that does, it doesn't look like me. Like, no, that's just wrong. This, anyone in my life could have said, that guy looks like you, and I would have looked over, and I would have been like, shoot, that guy looks exactly like me. It was crazy. But, um... Yeah, man, I thought I didn't think I was myself for a little bit. And that was like definitely one of the weirdest things that's ever happened to me. I don't wish that upon anyone. I kind of do in a way because it's a really cool experience, but I don't want you to question who you are. Bottom line, always stay true to who you are. Okay, so we're going to play our little our little game, uh, controversial topics real quick where Jake still haven't come up with a nickname for his position, but the executive producer... Uh, is going to give me a number between 1 and 33, and I believe we've used 27 and 4. I don't look at the topics ahead of time. I just have to roll with whatever it says, and I have to defend the point from the way it's stated. So I might not even believe what I'm defending, but I the challenge is I have to defend it. So I'm going to call over Jake. He's going to give me a number. 14. All right, 14. Here we go. Let's see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Um... Just keep in mind that strategy for when you have numbers on either end of the extreme that we went over the first two times. Um, and the controversial topic of the day is smoking should be banned worldwide. All right. Um, so smoking is one of those things where it's like, it's kind of about how you look while doing it. It's like, it's the feeling. It depends on what smoking you're doing. You can get addicted to the nicotine. 
you can get addicted to the ganja. You can get, you know, addicted to certain things or what. I mean, like, okay, a bunch of people, when I said addicted to the ganja, are going to be like, you can't get addicted to weed. You can't, you can't be addicted to weed. Everyone knows that. That's science, bro. To which I'll say, okay, you don't get addicted to the plant. You get addicted to the high. Same difference. You're going to keep on trying to get high over and over because you're addicted to feeling like you don't exist on earth because you're avoiding your problems. So that's just a matter of fact. Um, so that's what I meant by addicted to the ganja. But there's also like, it's the same reason why people vape. Like, why would you vape if it wasn't about like the motion and about blowing smoke? Like it's part of, part of the whole smoking experience is definitely how it looks. It's the reason why a lot of guys smoke cigars or pipes or stuff like that, because you look dope while you do it. Like that's just whether you're for smoking or against smoking, smoking a cigar looks sweet, especially if you're in like a suit or something or like if you're smoking a corncob pipe with like an Abe Lincoln hat and a monocle, I don't care what century you're in. You look amazing. You look really, really cool. Um, so that's that's part of it. So the, the topic I've been given is smoking in general should be banned. I think like cigarettes, I can't I can't name a benefit to cigarettes. So that one's easy for me to be like, well, people spend a lot of money on it. They get addicted to it. They can't control it. It's hard to quit. And it destroys your lungs. Like, it makes your lungs look like they've been thrown in an oven and baked at 500 degrees and then had a bunch of soot thrown on them and then got run over by an 18-wheeler. Like, it's that's what your that's a vivid description of what your lungs look like if you've done cigarettes long enough. So it's like, what's the be I mean, if someone could email me a benefit of smoking cigarettes, I guess it would be up for discussion, but for the most part, no. Um, cigars, on if we're making a pro-con, you look dope, can potentially hurt your, your mouth, but you don't inhale. So it's like... I guess if you smoke cigars, like, every day, it's pretty bad. If you, if you just do it occasionally, I don't really think that's much of a big deal. But but because it's not much of a big deal, I don't think it'd be like, oh, cigars are banned worldwide. Like, I mean, some people get pissed about that, but it's kind of inconsequential for a lot of people. Marijuana would be huge, um, a huge argument, because people are trying to legalize it right now. It's kind of like on the other side of the spectrum. Uh, you're going to have a lot of people that say, oh, it helps me with my diseases, and with my pain and everything. And so it's like, yeah, I mean, that's valid. That happens. Um, and then there's the people that get prescriptions and have no issues whatsoever. And to them, I'm like, tough luck. But I, I don't know. I feel like to a lot of people banning, what would happen is um, if we, if we banned smoking worldwide, there would be an uprising. Um, and it could never actually be done effectively, but there'd be an uprising, maybe even a war. The weed weed war one kind of has a ring to it. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to do it, but like if I was on the naming committee twenty years down the road of like what are we gonna call this one? I, I would I would definitely raise my hand and I would say, uh, yes, weed war one. And I, I like to think that that all the all the big wigs of the world political scene would be like Hmm, yes, quite. I like that. I like that. So they, they would be like, yeah, Weed War 1 has a ring to it. I don't... They, they'd probably be like, we don't like that you threw a 1 on there because that makes it seem like there's definitely going to be another one, which we wouldn't want because we're kind of anti-war. 
Um, and I would say, well, it's a reference. It's a reference to another war, which was, it's, it's like the three W thing. World War One, Weed War One. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean there's going to be a Weed War Two. It's just, it was the first one. That's not up for debate. So if I have to argue that smoking should be banned worldwide, I would say, hey, people have been, there's other ways to reduce pain than weed. And there are other ways, like, and you the, getting high is unnecessary just for recreation. I mean, people do it. Um, and I don't, th- I think there's a lot bigger problems in the world than the fact that people smoke weed and do other drugs sometimes. But so to argue, I would say, hey, there, it's un, it's really unnecessary. Even medically, you don't really need it that much. So let's ban it. And this has been controversial topics with Chuck. So uh, Donald Trump addressed Congress the other night, and a lot of people. I've actually seen quite a bit of literature out there that's saying, like, pe- people generally thought he was pretty good. I mean, on both sides of the aisle, that even Democrats thought. Maybe they didn't agree with him a ton, um, but like it wasn't. He was very under control, and it was like a, a good speech and like all that. And so, um, but I mean, since this is te- this is a news and politics show, by the way, a lot of people are like, oh, is this supposed to be a comedy show? Like, I hope we laugh, but it's not a comedy show, and so that's why we're addressing things like this. Um, but it's it's just. In the modern political climate, especially because in this Trump era, things have been so divisive, people all the time are like, oh, things are, things are so bad. It's really, it's, it's never been worse than this. Everyone hates each other and there's all, all this division and everything. And like, I'm not denying that there's division and divisiveness. What I would argue is that if you think that things have never been worse, it's like there's always, we're in one of the best times in the world right now in almost every regard. Uh, even when things aren't super great, but like people who are like, Oh, things have never been worse than this. It's like, well, read any history textbook, whether it's world history or even American history, because my mind, I was looking through other news today and it was like, there was a history article and it kind of like one thing led to another. And I, I I was reminded of in the early 1800s, one Congressman beat another Congressman's head in with a cane on the Congress floor. So it's like, if we think it's divisive now, like, it's not like you see Marco Rubio beating in Bernie Sanders' head with a cane because they disagreed. And I don't know if you all know this story, but the, but the guy was named, the guy who had his head hit, and he didn't die, by the way, just to give away the end of the story right there. But um, his name was Charles Sumner. He was from, he was a representative from Massachusetts. And the guy who did it, his name was Preston Brooks, and uh, he was a senator from South Carolina. And so, so basically, what happened was this: like Sumner got up, and he was he was an abolitionist, and then he he basically gave this this five hour long speech about how slavery should be ended, <laughs> and 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 he kind of like personally attacked another, um senator from south carolina but the thing is like charles sumner in my mind like this story is different because i know massachusetts people and charles sumner was from massachusetts and uh like i've i've spent a lot of time in massachusetts 
and my dad lives there and everything. And so, like, <laughs> Charles Sumner probably got up. Like, this is this is probably how the whole thing went. Like, there was a, this, the president of the Senate was probably like, and now, ladies and gentlemen, this is Charles Sumner who is going to speak to us. And he was like, it's Sumner. It's Charles Sumner. It's like, all right, Mr. Sumner, you have the floor. That's right, I have the floor. Hey, listen to me, butler, you f***ing prick. I'm tired of this b with all the slavery. It's been a harlot you've been seeing for a long time. You've been seeing a prostitute. Real nice. Yeah, you've been giving her the business out in the park after dark. And we're all sick of it. Slavery's bad. It's really bad. And then... So, like, that, that pissed a lot of people off. Because he, he probably... Like, that, in my mind, that is what the Massachusetts senator did. He was like, screw all of you who think that... You know what? You're from South Carolina. Here's some news for you. Deshaun Watson, he sucks. He's the worst. And by the way, Dabo Sweeney, not much better. Garbage. Both of them, garbage. Go Tom Brady. And then he left the stand. Go Pats. And then he, like, walked off the stand. And then, so what happened was, like... Then this guy, so Preston Brooks was another senator from South Carolina. And Brooks, he was like, he was pissed off because he was related to, to Butler. He was like, you don't talk about my kin like that. How dare you talk about my kin. My pappy's a good, decent, hardworking man. And the thing is, like, I've read a couple of different articles. And one, it says they were second cousins. And in one, it says that Preston Brooks was the nephew of Butler. But, like, as far as I'm concerned, like, any any southern gentleman in the 1800s, like, the early 1800s, would refer to any family member's pappy. So that's why she's like, my pappy makes an honest living in this, on slavery in, in the Senate, and you come in here and you tell me that he's been seeing a prostitute. And so, like, he walked into the Senate chamber one day, and he was like, he had a cane. Like, this man walked in with a with an old cane and walked up to Sumner and he was like, how dare you make those unkindly remarks about my pappy. And then Sumner was like, it was a metaphor. You southern You can't understand a metaphor? Go back to the farmer's fields. But um, Brooks was like, oh, that's it. Oh, that's the straw that done broke the camel's back. And then he starts beating him with a cane. And, and apparently, according to history, like, a lot of the senators just kind of watched. It was like a schoolyard brawl, and one guy's bullying the other, beating him with a cane. And they're just kind of like, oh, shoot, dang. Do you, do you see what Brooks is doing to Sumner right now? But I don't think Sumner was super well-liked because of all those things he said or whatever. But, like, he Sumner left congress for three years because of the injuries he had so it's like yeah i mean things aren't in tip-top shape in our politics right now but at least our senators aren't beating each other with canes we're pretty civilized it could be a lot worse so that's my i guess that's sort of like i want to encourage you with that that none of our senators are beating each other with canes while the others sit around and watch um and i'm i'm sorry if any relatives of Charles Sumner listen to this or whatever or Brooks or Butler I'm I'm sure they were nice guys um but yeah 
And, you know, they did a lot for our country or whatever. But people literally think this is one of the inciting events of the Civil War because it was, like, a physical altercation that really showed the division. And it's, like, it's like the most North-South 1800s thing you've ever heard. It's, like, you got the, the outspoken, loud, like, northerner who thinks he knows everything but and like it wants to be on the right side of history and he like honestly he probably is like he's on the right side of history but like he's he doesn't communicate it very well and then you got the southerner with like the core values and stuff it's like it's just it's still kind of like that um in 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 a way like but we just get along so much better because we respect each other and listen to each other and we're more unified now and that's a really beautiful thing so the takeaway is things are pretty good in u.s politics compared to what they could be so before we end, I just want to uh, do our last segment of the day, which is Chuck's profound quote of the day. This one comes from Tracy Morgan, who you may recognize from 30 Rock or a multitude of other movies. Pretty funny guy. Hasn't died yet. Um, and it goes like this. I think the word pregnant is funny. Big thank you to my producer, executive producer, Jake Crossman. Thanks for Charles Sumner and the gang for teaching us how to not do politics. Thank you, Ryan Gosling, for your voice that just enchants all the women. Yeah, and thank you, the listener, for checking this show out three episodes deep. It means a lot. We hope you stick around. The pioneers used to ride these babies for miles. This is the Chuck Wagon. Chuck Wagon.